It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome to the Week 8 Market Report Podcast here at FantasyPoints.com and the Fantasy Points Podcast Network. My name is Joe Dolan. With Tom Brawley and Graham Barfield, as we do each and every Monday morning, discussing what just happened in week seven of fantasy football as we try to prepare for week eight. Now, week eight, guys, th- this is bizarre. We just had six teams on by. We have none on by in week eight, and yet the NFL is extending buys into week 14, I think. Thanks, guys. You know, thank you. Uh, like, that's what we need for fantasy football. And we're going to talk about. Uh, what uh, some coaches did to us for fantasy football this week, but we'll go game by game, guys. How was your weekend? How was the uh, the prop market to you uh, on this on this fine week seven? Eh, it was all right. Uh, Five hundred weekend. Um, yeah. The ATS picks got slaughtered for the first time this week. I was just looking at our staff picks too. Oh, it is a bloody scene. I think everybody is under five hundred. There's like people with three or four wins. It's a, it was a tough week. I mean, we were talking about it on Sunday. Uh, there were eight games that were basically coin toss games, uh, mm-hmm. three points or less. And uh, yeah, and we, we were on the wrong side of, of a lot of them in our, in our staff picks. So uh, it was a, it was a difficult week to uh, prognosticate for these games. How'd you do Graham? And not too bad. I had a decent week on props. I, yeah, this was a lot of, a lot of tight spreads this last week, obviously uh, a lot of tight ball games and uh, the 4 PM games ended up being pretty good. Those 1 PM games, like we thought though, Tom, they, those ended up being pretty, uh, pretty gross. Yeah. I mean, we'll get the Detroit Baltimore, but that game being a dud uh, kind of ruined this. Did not help. Yeah. Yeah, It did Uh, not help. Let's start with the Thursday night game. Jags and the saints Jags win that one 31, 24, and look, the Jags. I mean, what what do you say at this point, uh, Graham? You're the you're 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 Mr. Duval. You lived in Duval County. You did live in Duval County, right? Yeah, I did. I lived in. Uh, I went to school at UNF. Uh, okay. I lived in Duval. I uh, lived in Jack's Beach. Yeah, man. Uh, still not a full game when the Jags like actually completed the all the way through. Like you know, all four quarters played really well, but uh, almost gave it back. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence obviously is is fully healthy. Moving well with the knee injury. Uh, I think the big question is is Calvin Ridley. Um, you That's know, just what the, I was going to get to. Yeah, g- complete ghost in the offense. I think some of it is like, you know, Lawrence is the type of quarterback where he's going to throw to his first read if it's open. Like he's throwing to it. And this, in this game, that game, you know, it was Kirk and Ingram uh, in the middle of the field through the slot, get the ball out quickly. Uh, I'm, I think I think everybody in, on fantasy Twitter is, is – panicking and i i don't know if this is one of those situations where i personally panic i just think it was one of those games where you know everything was open through kirk and ingram lawrence was less than 100 percent. lawrence also threw it less than 30 times um yeah you know, I, I just think it was one of those games i mean we've now got two of them saints and falcons where ridley has basically been like a zero and you know kind of tougher matchups you know he did score against the falcons but uh if there's any signal early signal it's you know outside you know tough outside corner matchups i think mm-hmm. are, are going to be ones that we're gonna have to to watch for ridley you know because he's played well uh, uh against the bills without trey white he's played well against the colts bad corners so I, i'm not i'm not too too concerned here because trevor lawrence is still playing at an extremely high level 
Yeah, I, I, we kind of knew that coming into this game, though, Joe. I mean, we were talking about it on the the Thursday morning program with the uh, you know when you were filling in for John that that perimeter matchup was a lot tougher for mm. Ridley, and uh, we even saw at the end of the game uh, basically a clear out play for Christian Kirk uh, made Tyron Matthew you know miss on that little shake play, uh, and then he took it to the house. So that was a you know that was a one read uh, route or you know because all the other routes were clearing out of there. So. Um, I think at the very least, uh, you know, before the season and after the first week, everybody, you know, the presumption was that Ridley was the clear number one. Uh, if anything, I think Kirk is the one a, uh, just because of his built in, uh, rapport with, with Trevor Lawrence and, and Ridley's the one B moving yeah. forward. But, uh, I, I think it will be more balanced out, but, uh, you know, Ridley is going to be a little bit more volatile. He's, he's not, a you know, the, the, he got taken out in a tough matchup last week, so uh, we have to take that into account when we look at matchups for this. Uh, the Jaguars moving forward. We we had a Derek Carr absolute masterclass in that one. <laughs> um, Three hundred yards and a touchdown, um, uh, which is, by the way, he is not the all-time career leader in games of three hundred yards passing with one or fewer touchdowns. Uh, that's actually former St. Drew Brees. Uh, he and Matt Ryan are tied in uh, that category. Uh, that's because he but, had so many 300-yard games. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Like a lot. And those Saints defenses were so bad back in the day. Good yeah, the, the Derek to. Carr uh, is is tied for four. Uh, tied for 13th on that list with Dan Marino, actually, in most career 300-yard games with one or fewer hey, touchdown passes. Hey, and Joe, he only needed 15 passes or 55 pass attempts. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just, got I, just needed 55, just a cool yeah. 55 to get to 301. Alvin Kamara, man, like, how many how many running backs in fantasy football, Graham, would you rather have than Alvin Kamara right now? Ooh. Five? McCaffrey? Five, I think. McCaffrey. Yeah. Um, do we want ETN on the other side here? Yeah. Like oh, I, I want ETN. So, yeah. Because so. because I, I think the Jags' I, offense is better. I would still yeah. put Pollard in there just because of the role, and I still I still think Dallas will be fine. I, I know Mostert had a really rough Monday night or yeah. Sunday night game, but I I think he's still there. Um, yeah. I mean, there's maybe five or six. I mean, the role yeah. is amazing. I mean, I think he I think he's lost a step just objectively watching Kamara for the last you know his entire career. You know, he he has yeah. lost a step. All of that being said, though, he's still a great pass catcher, and you know Derek. Car, if it's not open against zone coverage, guess what he's doing, guys? He's, he's checking, checking the ball down. <laughs> I love it. Um, he's by the way, chucking for, it deep or checking it down. Yeah, Jacksonville. Uh, what 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 odds would you have put Tom on Trevor Lawrence leading them in rushing in that game, heading into it with a knee injury? Not very good, but he he did look healthy. Uh, that was obviously that was the biggest question going into that game. It's kind of hindsight's yeah. twenty twenty here, but the Saints were favored in that game. Uh, there was a lot, you know, there was a lot of worry about Lawrence with a short week and uh, he didn't look even, you know, didn't even look compromised at all in that game. He looked, mm. uh, if not a hundred percent, it was very close. So uh, no worries here uh, heading into uh, Pittsburgh this week. I, I think he's should be, you know, maybe he gets a limited practice on Wednesday or something like yeah. that, but I think he should be good to go for week eight. Just let's go to, go to just Sorry, need to note that is that is four wins for the Jaguars in 20 days. Uh, thank you very much. Oh, four covers as well. <laughs> you don't, <laughs> yes, you don't even yeah, have, very true. Why that's do you true. have a loser Colorado Rockies hat on now? Hey, now Joe, I'm, I'm going to I have an affinity for losing franchises. Uh, I'm gonna rock oh. the Rockies in 20 years. The Rockies are going to be uh, the head of uh, the head of the NL. There you go. 
Uh, Matt Holiday never touched home plate, by the way. Uh, Baltimore (laughs) at, uh, excuse me, Detroit at Baltimore. Baltimore absolutely wagon wielding. uh, 38-6. to Um, T-Bro, I think Lamar Jackson's been playing at an MVP level, even though the stats weren't there. They were there in this game. 21 to 27 for three. I took them. I, uh, I had a prize picks uh, contest entry. I, I put $100 on it. I have been creaming prize picks right now uh, this year. I put $100 on it. I had Lamar over the passing yards, 220 and a half, with Amon Ra over six and a half catches. Lamar was basically over that by the end of the first quarter in this game. Uh, and then, of course, they were playing uh, uh, catch up where the Lions, but T Bro, I, I, like, I know you're. You got the, the, those steez keep winning, but including over the Ravens. But this was an impressive performance by the by uh, Lamar Jackson and Paul. Yeah, I, I was on the Lions in this game. I gave that out, and it was uh, over in the first quarter. Uh, the argument for the the Ravens was that you know they left a lot of plays out in the field and uh, weren't efficient, you know, scoring touchdowns in recent weeks, and uh, it all clicked into place here uh, against against the Lions that just didn't look like they were very into the game at all. Uh, Ravens were, were showed up and ready to play. And uh, we got that full complete Lamar Jackson uh, performance in this one. Uh, I had it in my uh, game hub last week. I forget what it was, but he's only had like one touchdown pass or less in like, it's a, it was a concerning number dating back to last year. And uh, we finally got that full performance here, three touchdowns and 357 yards and, um, didn't even really have to run that much, but he still scored a rushing touchdown. So he's, he's locked in here. He's in that elite company here, uh, at the top of the, the quarterback position. And, uh, if we can, you know, Odell looked decent, uh, Rashad Bateman made a couple plays early in the game. Uh, Zay Flowers has been playing at a high level for a rookie, you know, since the jump. So, uh, this, this receiving core is starting to come together and, uh, maybe we're starting to get the full results for this Todd Munkin offense. Maybe it's going to start hitting its stride here in the second half of the season. Uh, the the irony, though, Graham, is really with the Ravens is you still don't have a whole lot that you can trust no. for fantasy. It's really yeah, Zay. Fl- it's all going to Lamar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lamar, Mark Andrews, Zay Flowers, and and I think these running backs, you know, Edwards and 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 Justice Hill are guys you can put on a roster, you know, and 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 maybe fill them in as a flex or something, but. I mean, all, all in all, Lamar is looking like he's got the opportunity to be the number one overall quarterback in fantasy for this year. He is, Joe. He is. I mean, yeah. this is now five games out of six where he's completed more than 70% of his passes. And like Tom was saying, we were just waiting for some touchdown luck, right? Like, you know, Lamar in his MVP season, I mean, he had a 9% touchdown rate. We know <laughs> what he's capable of. Uh, and I, I think, man, I mean, this offense is just humming. Um, it, right now it's kind of funny, like Andrews, you know, Kelsey obviously has the big game, but, but Mark Andrews, like, man, oh man. I mean, he, this guy, if, if Lamar continues this, you know, I know we've got Zay Flowers in there. They're, they're getting Beckham and Bateman going, but I, I still maintain that Mark Andrews has the tight end one in his range of outcomes this year. You know, Kelsey finally looks healthy the last two weeks, looks explosive again, uh, but Mark Andrews in this role, especially down near the goal line is, is Lamar's guy, man. I mean, he's, it, there's, there's two clear top tight ends right now. And I think if you, if you're sitting on Andrews right now, it, it looks like this offense could go on a stretch run where it's like, those are the guys you need, you know, the final three, four weeks of the season, you know, you, if you don't have Lamar or Mark Andrews on, on one of your you know teams, like this is the kind of way it's shaping up. And the great thing is, is like, guys, they're, 
I know Gus Edwards. I took a Gus Edwards under yesterday. That was wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, but their run game has just not been cons consistent at all this year. You know, they finally got a little bit of consistency out of Edwards yesterday. Um, but I think that's that's another added factor here. This this run game is just still, you know, yesterday they were a lot better, but for over the course of seven weeks that they've been a little up and down, which has also helped Lamar. Um, and he's he's playing exceptionally well. And I mean, it definitely looks like a league winner. Yeah, I'll say uh, I did pull it up here, Joe. He was at a 2.9% TD rate going into that game and had two or more touchdown passes in just three of his last 15 games. So it was <laughs> if the regression all hit in one game here. Um, and one other note for the Ravens, uh, they they were trying to get Keaton Mitchell involved and he tore he pulled his, pulled his hamstring again and looks mm -hmm. like he's going to be out of the picture. Oh, so boy. it's going to be it's going to be Justice Hill and Gus Edwards. You know, they're not guys you're going to play with a lot of confidence, but. Uh, they're they're certainly fill-ins in flex spots or maybe even RB2 spots uh, once the buys start up again in week nine. Yeah, they look at Keaton like a little swing pass, and he looked great on that little swing pass, and then, yeah, he got hurt. Boom. <laughs> well, let, let's uh, move on to Detroit. Uh, guys, just a total sticker. I mean, th this is one of those burn-the-tape kind of games. Uh, the production for everybody, literally everybody, was all garbage time. Um, they, I mean, this game was completely out of reach um, uh, by early in the second quarter. Uh, but at least I, Jameer Gibbs looked great. I mean, and he, he got 20 touches again, most of that in garbage time because they're playing catch up, but he scores his first touchdown on the 21 yard run. And with David Montgomery expected to miss time, I think Jameer Gibbs is right back to, uh, maybe not right back to, but finally is what we drafted him to be kind of that borderline RB one RB two and a good offense. And, and Tom, I think this was a good first step for him. Yeah, and they they continue to have issues in that backfield. Craig Reynolds came into the game banged up, and you know was it less than hundred percent? And we saw a lot earlier this season whenever Montgomery missed a game, it was a lot, whole lot of Gibbs. So uh, it sounded like this could be a multi-week absence for Montgomery. Um, he did come back quicker than we thought uh, the the first time around. Uh, he missed just the one single game in week three and was able to come back, but it's looking like. This could be a multi-week absence, so uh, it, he should be locked in here for pretty elite usage, uh, at least for maybe a game or two. And yeah, uh, the, the bigger thing for me in this game, guys, what are we doing with Jamison Williams at this point? This uh, is, I think this is pretty frustrating. Uh, it's it's kind of what we thought it would be with him, but it's mm -hmm. all or nothing. And we've gotten two nothing, nothing burgers. Yeah. yeah, we got two nothing burgers out of the first three weeks. This is. Uh, going to be a little frustrating moving forward. <laughs> I still want him on my bench only because we know what this offense can be. Mm -hmm. But like if you were to tell me they would be down 28 nothing and Jameson Williams wouldn't catch a pass, I'd be like did he get hurt? Yeah. Or yeah. Even the targets were even there too. Six yeah, targets, yeah, six, six targets. Six six targets, 44% of the snaps. Um, I, I guess my thing is like, I don't know if he's going to be a full-time player this year. You know, Josh Reynolds is playing well on the outside. Mm -hmm. He's their only like consistent big body on the outside that can get open. Um, you know, and then they rotate, they love to do, you know, they love a rotation and, and obviously St. Brown is, you know, a big part of what they do inside and outside. He's moving, uh, into the flanker more. He's not just playing in the slot. So that, you know, they've got, it's kind of fun, you know, they've gotten St. Brown kind of moved up they've gotten laporta who can play outside you know reynolds is playing well it's it's you know one of those things like we didn't think they'd have much depth coming this season yep. but they actually do um that's how it's yeah. just how it's worked out and maybe jameson won't be a full-time player but yeah joe i think you're right i just think you hold them and you know 
go yeah. through the bye weeks, keep holding them, see what we got until like week 12, week 13. Chicago and Las Vegas. Chicago wins uh, 30 to 12 behind Tyson Bajan. Uh, and our, our guy Ryan Heath uh, commented on Twitter at, at QBL Ryan. Uh, he, he was like, uh, if, the, if the Bears want to be in contention for the number two overall pick, uh, for the number one overall pick, um, <laughs> they 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 better get Justin Fields back soon. Look, Page at 29 pass attempts, he threw for 162 and a touchdown. But look, this is a UDFA quarterback from a Division II school who's played a better game than some first-round picks we've seen. So uh, credit to Tyson Bajant, Tom. Um, and they were able to run their offense. And Deontay Foreman, he might be a terrible practice player, which is why he's always a healthy scratch. But when you give him an opportunity, he's going to score touchdowns. That is what he does. Yeah, this is uh, pretty fr frustrating. If you've been holding like Roshan Johnson, uh, two straight missed games with a concussion. Uh, Deontay Foreman was like one of those players. A lot of people, you know, picked up after it looked like Roshan was going to miss in week six and, uh, had the pretty quiet game in week six and was dropped quite a bit because everybody thought Johnson would be back. Nope. Uh, you know, and Foreman was at it and comes through with three touchdowns in this game. Uh, even was involved as a receiver, uh, not necessarily his forte, uh, but you know, saw five targets and caught three passes from a, a rookie quarterback. So, um, we'll, I mean, I got to continue to hold this guy. And uh, we know Herbert's going to miss at least the next two games. Uh, Roshan is obviously having some issues getting back onto the field and getting through protocol. So yeah. we might be, yeah. this might be another week or two uh, with Foreman. And maybe even when Roshan does get back, hey, Foreman came through well, in week seven and he's going to get 50% of the snaps with Roshan. So uh, it's a, a very frustrating uh, if you spent budget on uh, Roshan Johnson a couple of weeks ago, but uh, that's that's the way this the NFL turns sometimes. And uh, Foreman took advantage of his opportunity and got three touchdowns, and now he's going to have a role whenever Johnson comes back. That's what I was going to say, Graham. Like, how bad is this if you you're stashing Khalil Herbert on IR or you have Roshan Johnson? Like, because now could this become a three man backfield? Isn't fantasy football fun? Like, you know, you, you draft <laughs> Khalil Herbert, you're stashing Rashawn Johnson, and then it ends yeah. up being Foreman, who has the, by far the best game out of any of these guys all year. That's my concern. I was watching that game yesterday. It's like Foreman's running well enough. He's, you know, he does exactly what they're asking him to do, north-south. Um, yeah, then he can catch it a little bit, too. You know, it, it'll be when Roshan's back, I'm, I guess, this week. I thought he'd be back this uh, for, yep. for this game. But we'll see. When Roshan's back, though, I, you know, I'm, I'm assuming it'll be a, a two-man backfield for sure, 50-50, some, some sort of split. And it's been 50-50 with, with him out. Yeah. Darrington yeah. Evans actually played more snaps. I mean, we've seen multiple times from this coaching staff that they're going to it's going to be some sort of committee. Uh, we saw it last year with Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery and all that, you know, first two games with Roshan and Khalil Herbert out. Evans has had a role. So uh, we should expect no, nothing different. The The big question is, or is it going to be two backs or three backs when everybody's healthy again? Is fantasy Eeyore going to get his job back? Justin, Justin Fields. They, I don't know, man. I mean, they're two and five. Yeah. NFC is wide open, but you know, I think they give him one more chance. Yeah. I do. I think they give him uh, one more chance. The Raiders, uh, they go to Brian Hoyer here, and it turns out that was probably the wrong decision. Um, yeah. He was bad in this game. It's always the wrong decision. <laughs> yeah. Go to Brian uh, dude, Hoyer. he hadn't made a start since 2020. I mean. Yeah, that was a bad decision. He he played like crap in this game. Josh Jacobs, um, who was 
I, I have to imagine, I'm not a huge DFS guy, but I have to imagine he was one of the most he highest was highest owned players took a complete crap um and that like he has because, all season <laughs> yeah um, just a bad game for the raiders i don't know what else to say uh you played Devonte adams you played jacoby myers and you have to keep playing josh jacobs let's just hope uh, jimmy g is back soon yeah it seems like uh he's coming back i mean yeah. at least that's what uh Schefter said uh sunday morning that the expectation is for garoppolo to be back in yeah it's we need like it true yeah true one week injury so man fingers crossed for the rest of the yeah. season though because good lord i mean it's just what's one after an in- one in, one new injury after the other with this. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, yeah, we'll see how long Jimmy can last, but yeah. <laughs> we, th- this offense certainly needs him. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland and Indianapolis. This was a wild one. Cleveland wins it 39-38. Gardner mentioned that this, this Browns defense looks impenetrable. Uh, 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 you know, they, they make Brock Purdy look like you know what everybody thought Brock Purdy would would look like, and then Gardner Minshew puts up uh, 305 and on 23 pass attempts against them. Um, but let's start with the Browns guys, uh, T. Bro, Deshaun yeah. Watson. I mean, with every passing week, the chances of Deshaun Watson actually providing them decent return on their investment decreases semi-significantly one of five for five yards and an interception on the play on which he got quote-unquote hurt yes <laughs> he almost threw a second interception and then they just took him out of the game he, yeah. he passed his concussion test and kevin stefanski here's the quote let me find the quote stefanski i just felt like i wanted to protect him i did not want to see him get hit he was hit hard, and I know he cleared all that, meaning the protocol, but I just felt I've got to protect him. I mean, this now, is bad, dude. Is this he is... taking cover for uh, Watson there, too? Uh, that's the, I like mean, that's a conspiracy. Yeah. You know, yeah, he sat out the last couple of weeks after he was medically cleared. Is he taking bullets for his quarterback, too? I mean, uh, this is a horrible situation. Yeah, um, we'll see. I mean, they they said he'll start next week if he's healthy enough to play, but who knows if he's going to be healthy enough to play. And watch, watch him pop up in the concussion protocol this week. We've seen that happen yeah. uh, to guys in the past where they get cleared on a Sunday, and uh, it's very clear that they took a big hit to the head, and then they show up in protocol uh, during the week. So uh, this is a situation to watch. Uh, P.J. Walker's been a debacle when he's been yeah, in, he's awful. and they still won two games somehow. Uh you know, he's averaging five and a half yards an attempt, basically, with three interceptions and no touchdown passes. And uh, they put 39 points up on the board. Um, we also got to watch the backfield here. Injuries there. Kareem Hunt yeah, came Jerome into the game, Ford banged up. And then Jerome Ford got an ankle injury late in the game and had a boot on his foot yeah. uh, leaving the game. So uh, there, there's questions abound with this offense. Uh, it, it looks like, I mean... There's a chance that Pierre Strong might be the top back in this back. You know, if if Hunt's still banged up, and uh, this, this is a, a bit of a mess here for the Browns uh, coming out of Week Seven, even though they got the win again, though. Yeah, Ford Ford has an ankle, a really bad ankle injury. He got hurt in this. I think the start of the fourth quarter. It looked. Yeah. I, I'm not Edwin. Uh, Edwin will, will know more, but it, it did not look great. It looked like a multi-week injury. Um, yeah, this backfield could be a complete disaster honestly, in the next couple of weeks, especially with Hunt in there. I I mean, I I saw a quote that they're gonna start Watson next week, right? They're going into That's Seattle. what they said. If he's you know, basically if he's healthy enough to play. <laughs> Cleveland's that's going into issue. Seattle. 
And that def- that Seattle defense is healthy and getting a lot better. They they started this season really rough. Uh, it's going to be a rough spot for Cleveland. I know they're four and two, eked out a win yesterday, man. But uh, good lord, I mean it's it's rough on offense. Uh, how about Miles Garrett sc- individually scoring like fifteen fantasy points for the Browns defense? We love that. What a, yeah. what an absolute beast that guy. Yeah, is. he's he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Um, oh my god, and, oh, and deserving. No, no respect for TJ Watt. Oh, oh dude, yeah. Watt, what? 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 You know, Watt's definitely he's he's right there. There's so like many that. good candidates this year. This is yeah. like actually one of the most exciting defensive player of the year yeah. <laughs> competitions that we've had in a while. There's there's a lot of individual. You, I mean, you should put for Max offenses in fantasy, yeah, Ma- but there's a lot of good defensive players this year. <laughs> and you put Max Crosby in that conversation too. Yeah, he's not going to win it just because the Raiders suck so bad. But yep. like uh, Max Crosby's a really good player. Uh, on the Colts side, first time this year that Jonathan Taylor, Taylor clearly outplayed. Not 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 just out was he he and Moss split the work, but Taylor was clearly better than him. Which event we knew was going to come eventually because he's a better player than Zach Moss. Um, Graham Josh Downs, like, are we bordering on like weekly wide receiver three here because Minshew trusts him? Yeah. I keep putting in the sleeper section of my article. I think I'm going to just have to make him a flex play every week. You know, he did the 59 yard touchdown was a little fluky. It was kind of a coverage bust. Oh, uh, it was it a broken play. It was a fault. Uh, the, the offsides yeah. on the defense. And he, yeah, they called they offsides on the defense and the, it looked like the coverage busted. I, I, was watching that play a couple times. I, you know, it wasn't just the offsides. Uh, and then Pittman had a 75 yard long touchdown. So, you know, they got like 150 yards on two plays. You know, I'm not, I, I don't think Brown's defense is some, you know, they're regressed massively in two weeks. But yeah, man, Downs has uh, definitely <laughs> become, become Minshew's one of favorite, one of his favorite targets. You know, if you just look at the, you know, three and a half games that Minshew started and played, you know, Downs volume looks on par with like a, back end wide receiver two in fantasy i'm not sure he keeps sustaining that but yeah man you know downs and Pittman. i think you can keep playing these guys you know Pittman, uh you know catches the long touchdown only catches two balls we kind of expected that don't be too concerned you know this was a really really tough matchup the browns outside corners have been death for receivers all year so you know he gets the long touchdown but don't be too too concerned about Pittman because he's outside and downs plays in the slot yep Let's move now to Buffalo and New can I, England. Can I just say, though, that oh, sorry, uh, on, ta- on Taylor, uh, you know, 50-50 split here. I don't think Moss is going away, but no, he's the, not. The, the passing game usage has been very, very friendly. Uh, we're not might not get as much work as we had hoped if we drafted him in the uh, first or second round this summer, but the passing game work is at least going to offset some of the, the, you know, the carries that he's going to lose to Zach Moss. So, uh, you know, it's not, I, not the perfect situation, but um, – that's going to help out at least for fantasy. Let's now move on to uh, New England and Buffalo. New England wins 29 25. I like, I got like Mac Jones for six weeks. I can't wait to listen to Simmons and Sal uh, because Simmons was burying him and, and, you know, quite, quite justifiably so, T bro. And then Mac Jones comes out and plays what I thought was basically watching that game a perfect game. He was awesome against Buffalo, 25 of 30 for 272, two touchdowns. He's dotting the ball. He's dotting his eyes. Um, The throw to Hunter Henry to extend the drive on the final drive, he's under pressure. He's calm. He throws it across the middle, picks up 15 yards. T-Bro, you live with a Bills fan who was hooting and hollering, and I can't wait to get to his uh, 
his betting debacle here, oh. which we will get to when we get to Atlanta. But uh, he probably had a terrible Sunday watching Mac Jones look like prime Tom Brady in that one. Yeah, it was a it was a rough one. Um, hey, the Patriots are finally using their best players uh, at receiver. A novel idea. If Kendrick Bourne was in there, ninety three percent of the snaps. Devontae Parker, who can't move, they finally took, docked his snaps. They made Juju Smith-Schuster. We don't know what's there. I think that was a healthy scratch because he practiced all week. Uh, they played Demario Douglas, uh, who can actually move, and so they they put their best players out in the field. Gasicki was, uh, you know, 50, you know, not that Gasicki's a special player, but he's athletic and can do stuff at the position. So uh, they're, they're finally playing their best players, and they had a good result uh, against the Bills' defense. That uh, it's it's taken a lot of hits early in the season. Yeah. I I think they even had Josh Oliver out of this game. Um, it's not Josh Oliver, Ed Oliver. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this was, this defense is not the elite unit that we've seen in the past and mm-hmm. it keeps getting a little worse. And, you know, we saw the giants were successfully moving the ball against them and on the Sunday night football game a couple of weeks ago. So this is a unit we're going to probably start attacking with, uh, you know, our fantasy players, uh, on the other side and, uh, made a Patriots offense. That's been, you know, pretty non-existent since that, uh, week one game against the Eagles uh, showed a little bit of life here. For sure, um, did yeah. You lose Matt Milano, you lose Trey White. Um, yeah. yeah, it's there's not much you can do. Uh, I will say, man, I think I think we've got something to Kendrick Bourne for fantasy, like as a wide receiver mm-hmm. three. Uh, when he's played, like he's been he's been productive. You know, it's just yeah. like you said, Tom. His role in the early in the season was kind of all over the place. Uh, he looked good early in the year. Then they weirdly brought him down to like 40 or 50 percent of the snaps weeks two through four he's back up full-time player and what do you know last three weeks he's been productive uh yep. so if you've been struggling through buys you know you lose Debo you lose Justin Jefferson uh you know Kendrick Bourne is still out there and like I think maybe 60% oh yeah he's dropped I mean leagues. he was one of yeah. those guys we we pumped up after week one and we yeah. added him to a couple I know we add him to the FFPC team that we were on guys mm-hmm. and I think we may have dropped him at some point so it was one of those like they yeah. weren't they weren't using them. They looked great, but they decided not to use them. And now it looks like they've finally come to their senses and you know, ninety-three percent of the snaps I mean, yesterday. Guys, so. he's their he's their only guy. Like he's literally their only guy who can get open with any semblance of consistency. <laughs> so that's that's to me, that's the signal. It's like that's why he's gonna be on the field for the rest yep. of the year. Let's move on over to Buffalo where James Cook had a big game. Uh, Stefan Diggs, obviously, but it is so unbelievable how this team can look completely unstoppable one week and then just lose to like the worst teams in the NFL the next week. I, Joe, I just I, I, it's it's this is the same thing. This is the same exact team. If Josh Allen does not have an all world game where he's, you know, making insane plays after the, you know, uh, without a structure or if he's not hitting Stefan Diggs, they don't have anything. That's, That's it. it. I mean, Steph Diggs, I mean, it, it, it's this offense is all on his shoulder. It's all on yeah. Allen's shoulders, obviously, but it's all on Diggs's shoulder. And the Patriots went out of their way yep. to take him out of this game. We've been saying it for multiple years. Uh, we Gabe Davis has been all right for us, but he's not a number two receiver. They drafted Dalton Kincaid, hoping he'll be a number two receiver. They finally kind of yeah, Well, they kind of got him going because they took Diggs out and they need a second player to step up in this offense. And uh james cook did a little bit in this one but yeah this offense goes as Allen goes but it also goes as dig digs goes and uh he's had a lot of good games to open the season but the patriots went out of their way to take him out of this one and they they certainly struggled it's just a really hard way to try and consistently win games in the nfl 
It's just, you know, especially when your defense gets hurt, you know, when you have a quarterback like this, you know, Allen is obviously all world, but like, you know, one game where Stefan Diggs gets kind of shut down, you know, the 25 yard touchdown, they have not, they got nothing. You know, Davis can't separate on the outside. Kincaid's a rookie and they still can't run the ball consistently. Like yeah, it's, it's the same, same bills, man. The Giants and the, and the Commanders, let's not spend too much time on this game. 14-7. Uh, to 7, uh, I, I will say this. Saquon Barkley looks really good, um, yep. at which I'm glad he took the, the amount right amount of time to get off of that ankle injury. So he's right back in your lineup. And I'll tell you, it, it, aesthetically, Tom, Saquon Barkley looks amazing in those LT uniforms. Like oh, Giants, I mean, everybody. Oh I thought Tarod Taylor with that, like, blacked out, like, yeah. uh, visor. I mean, he looks like a straight badass. But Yeah, uh, and uh, – He's kind of playing like it. I mean, he is he's playing I really mean, well, man. We yeah, really saw well. it last week. Uh, like, I this probably he, won't become a QB controversy, but it is a QB. Con- I mean, well, he's if Daniel he's Jones better. returns and plays bad, it will become one. Yeah, because Tyrod hasn't had the opportunity to get shell shocked behind that offensive line. It's just what it was, and he's like, all right, I've got to make plays. And and, and Graham, first and foremost, D- Darren Waller is. It, I don't want to spend too much time on it because if you have Waller, you're probably starting him because like the state of the tight end position, but he's doing what now, what we expected him to do. Um, what about Jalen Hyatt, Graham? Like it, it yeah. like, and Tyrod is such a good deep ball thrower that Hyatt almost had a one-handed touchdown catch in that game too. It kind of feels like he's the type of guy who's going to provide them with just something nobody else on that team can, can provide. Yeah, it's it's kind of a repeat of last year. Remember last year when they started the Giants started the year, Dable started the year with like a receiver rotation, then they finally got it figured out. That's what this feels like again. It's like, you know, okay, we've got something Hyatt clearly. He almost had another big catch down the sidelines. Uh shout out to Tom who gave out Hyatt's over 19 and a half. That happened. I think that hit that him was a quick one. Yeah, first or second drive. We love those. Uh, Hyatt's coming up. You know, Slayton's obviously playing outside, but just not getting the targets. I'm I'm personally mad at myself uh, that I didn't write up Waller's like one of the best plays at tight end this week yeah. because he runs most of his routes outside, and all these you know commanders corners just can't cover you know outside receivers this year. Uh, you know, obviously with Waller, man, you just you just keep playing him. I think at this point, given the state of this position, yeah. you know. You just play the Goddards and the Kittles and the Wallers. And, you know, when they have their one or two catch games, it sucks. But guess what? Jake Ferguson catches one pass for seven yards like every other week. So what, you know, what else are you going to do? Uh, on the on the flip side, Sam Howell is on pace, I think, to be sacked 95 times, which would shatter the record, T-Bro. I mean, this is very obviously what Sam Howell is. Um, I, I'm going to be very interested to see how they play against the Eagles next week, because that was Sam Howell's best game. They had a great game plan, you know, get the ball out of his hands early, but he has completely regressed since then. And man, uh, I know we've been saying it for weeks, Tom, you just dropped Jahan Dotson. I mean, like he had an opportunity on the, on the commander's uh, final play that, to maybe yep. score the yeah, ball's yeah. a little bit behind him, but he also dropped it. I mean, would have had a first down regardless. Uh, I mean, he did have eight targets, but man, what a what a bummer it's been for for Jahan Dotson this year. Yeah, this is yeah. But we're we're in the zone where you drop him here. I still can't believe how many people are uh, rostering him. Uh, I think it was around sixty percent. And when I was looking at the waiver wire stuff last night, uh, he's a player you can move on from. It's it's just not happening. Uh, Curtis Samuel has been uh, more involved as a receiver than him. He he didn't put up the numbers this week, but. Uh, Terry McLaurin came through in this spot. This was a spot that we kind of highlighted, you know, man coverage. Uh, you know, he's always gotten the Giants here and came through with the six for 90. But 
the bigger thing in, is for me right now is is Brian Robinson playing yep. himself out of a job. I mean, he's Ugh. he's been bad for about a month now. Chris Rodriguez almost uh, had more carries than him. Uh, looked looked better on a limited. Well, they don't like Gibson. We know that. Yeah, we oh, know they hate Gibson and Robinson. Looks looked like a little bit different back early in the season, but the last month it's it's totally regressed here and. He's all of a sudden a player we we can't trust. He's been kind of hiding the scent a little bit. He had a couple uh, receiving touchdowns, which we weren't expecting, but uh, it's it's getting a little bleak here. And for an offense that needs a, a consistent running game with yeah. Sam Howell about to take 100 sacks in a season, uh, <laughs> they're going to be searching for whatever they can get out of uh, maybe Chris Rodriguez moving forward. Yeah, the, you know, Giants were up 14 to nothing uh, at half. So, I mean, it, w- it wasn't like a close, close game. But then, you know, Washington scored in the second half. 49% of the snaps for Robinson. Rod- Rodriguez only played nine snaps. We got seven carries. Uh, so, to me, it's just like that That signals they're just trying to get him in, you know, get him going a little bit. So, that, yeah, it's definitely a concern for B-Rob. Um, last three games, 6, 10, and 8 carries. Obviously, they got blown out by the Bears. You know, last week was good game script, though, against the Falcons, but he only played on 53% of the snaps. Yeah, definitely, definitely a concern for B-Rob. And, you know, if this turns out to be a three-man backfield, none of these guys are going to be, no. you know, usable for fantasy. Atlanta and Tampa Bay. Let's get into it. Ah. Atlanta wins 16-13. And here's this this is the Jesse Pinkman gif. You know the Jesse Pinkman meme? He can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> but he does. But he does. Um, Tom, I want to get your opinion on this because you're Mr. Bet. And of course, B. John Robinson gets a carry at the end of that game. And now it's gonna be like, well, he played, you know, and, and he did. He did play. B. John Robinson was admittedly ill. He said he had a headache, probably a migraine. Um, I don't deal with migraines. I know, Graham, you do. I have to imagine they're the worst thing in effing world. He was ill on Saturday. Now, Tom, I'm not 100% versed on the NFL injury report rules, but that seems like a violation of the NFL injury report that they didn't put him on it. Yeah, I don't don't know how that works. I mean, this is... Um, obviously he said he woke up Sunday morning. Like, are they required to do anything Sunday morning? Uh, obviously they put out inactives 90 minutes before the game with, you know, who's dressing and who's not. Uh, I, it's just, a, just such a, like a gray area. I, I don't know if he really can enforce it too. Like it's, it's kind of a tough thing to enforce. Like uh, you could say any, you know, after the fact of a game, like, Oh, you know, somebody uh, got a little, you know, dehydrated or you know yeah. got cramps or... well he what arthur smith could have sidestepped this and said and just said we thought it was what what was best for our team he didn't yeah. say that yeah yeah i mean if he's if it's one thing if it's sunday morning and he's like not feeling well then we just need like a falcons beat to like do their job um yes, that's my which, bigger issue it is like yeah how does which nobody is nobody get wind of this well, it got it, you know, and I don't want to sidetrack the show. We're 45 minutes in. <laughs> this is just this is 2023. You know, when we have every single beat writer staff is a PR wing of the NFL. Well, this is what we get. We get no actual news. Whenever the team wants to come out with a bit of information, that's when these reporters are going to report nine times out of 10. And mm-hmm. that's just that's the the way it is. And in, in 2023, there's nothing you can do about Bichon. I mean, it's just hard luck, man. Just really brutal luck. Um, yeah. You know, Tyler Algier uh, but, comes out here, gets 21 that, that's carries. Like, and... That's like the weirdest thing, though. Like, they played him in some 
scenarios, you know, just a few snaps. I'm they sure put, it was well, like I watched, I watched plays the game. Or... They, they played him early in the game, and then I think they tried to see if he could go, and he couldn't. So that's, but then he was I mean, out there on like a key fourth down, uh, key key fourth quarter play. Like it was just uh, so bizarre, you know. But the fact that it was Arthur Smith doing it is what pisses people off, most, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Because this guy is an absolute. I don't think my doo doo stinks guy. Like absolutely one hundred percent. Like I, I and I, it, it's just frustrating that it was Arthur Smith. They they keep beating up on bad teams. I don't think they're any good. But they oh, beat no. bad teams. You know the defense Barely. has been pretty good. But they should have. Uh, they should have won. The, uh, this is another game I got completely wrong. I was on Tampa Bay. Um, the Falcons should have easily won this game. They, they, they had a couple them. turnovers inside the, yeah, the, the the red zone. Obviously the Ritter one where he uh, was easing up at the goal line. He had reason. two fumbles. He had two yeah, fumbles the, in yeah, the red zone. Yeah, multiple yeah. red zone yeah. turnovers. So yeah. just uh, a game they should have won by two yeah. scores, and uh, they kept leaving the Buccaneers hanging around and. Uh, yeah, just uh, I will say at least we're starting to get Drake London for whatever reason early in the season. We weren't feeding them the ball and uh, took advantage of a, a pretty good matchup this week and uh, came through with six for 54 and seven targets. Uh, I mean, by target share, Drake London looks great. By target yes. share, <laughs> catchable <laughs> targets. Uh, yeah. yeah, catchable targets, not so much. Yeah, you got I, seven, I do think it's hilarious that on their here. final drive to set up the game winning field yeah. goal, they finally needed. Uh, a, a play, and then oh, 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 God, we have Kyle Pitts. Yeah, they decided that they were going to go to the Kyle Pitts uh, on on the Tampa Bay side. They still can't run the ball, and um, that was, by the way, a matchup that uh, I identified in the mismatch report. They just they're running into bad matchups, and they don't have the offensive line horses to do it. But at the very or the least, back, <laughs> right? Yeah, but Rash- like here's the thing: they try to get Keyshawn Vaughn in there, and he's yeah, he stinks too. <laughs> he's way worse than Rashad White, and at least Rashad White caught six passes for 65 yards in this game. So uh, I think you keep firing him up as an RB two because they don't. It, this isn't like Washington where like oh we're gonna try Chris Rodriguez. Tampa Bay doesn't have anybody behind Rashad White Graham who is worth a damn. Ooh, Keyshawn Vaughn runs like he's got cinder blocks attached to his feet. He is uh, he is not moving well out there. Uh, yeah, I, you know, Rashad White, first seven games, six games of the year, he's played against six straight defenses that are top 12 in yards per carry allowed. Uh, we'll finally, finally get some easier matchups coming up here next. They get the Bills next week, so probably not a good game script. The Bills are going to be looking to put like 50 on the bus. Oh, yeah. Uh, but then they get Houston and they get Tennessee, another tougher game. Uh, they get the Niners, so t- just a really tough run out. You know, we'll get one easier matchup this week, but White's going to be right back in there the next couple of weeks uh, with a couple of uh, tough matchups. Uh, you're right, though. You just keep running them out, especially since oh, yeah, he's getting the dump-offs. And he, you know, guys, he looks like a great passing down back. I think just future, like, White is definitely going to be a passing down back. He's going to be mm-hmm. a guy, though, that needs an early down hammer to kind of, like, compliment him so just you know future but for this year rashad white yeah still yeah I mean, they've just got nothing sean tucker hasn't played a snap since week three i mean they've, yeah they've i'm with nothing. you graham he's he's totally miscast right now as a yeah. every down player but yeah, he, he, that's not he has a future name. as a you know passing back in this league for a long time yeah let's move to pittsburgh and, and the rams tom i want your opinion on pittsburgh's offense because um i didn't see a ton of the second half as i was writing my script for my morning show this is 24 17 pittsburgh and when i got done recording the morning show um i i saw that the steelers have been playing better and scoring some points what, what was your read here on this situation here with, with, with pittsburgh in the second half 
Uh, it's it's looked marginally better. Uh, some baby steps out of the bye. Najee, 3.8 yards per carry. Looked a little better. Uh, they worked Jalen Warren in and some some runs off the tackle. And he, he of course, always looks good whenever he got, touches the ball, seemingly. Um, and Pickett, I mean, the, the line held up a little bit. They were able to take more shots downfield. Uh, I think the the addition of Deontay has uh, been kind of understated and their offensive struggles through the first, uh, you know, five games of the season. Uh, he's kind of the engine for this offense. Like if you're not going to have a running game, you need a receiver who can win quickly and uh, pick up quick first downs or just quick five or six yards. You know, if you're not going to be able to gain three or four yards on the ground, you need that player and having Deontay Johnson back uh, certainly opened things up and uh, probably helped them take you know more shots down the field as well. So, um, this was kind of what I was hoping for when uh, yeah. the Steelers opened the season. It was a, a more balanced attack, and you, you feed the ball to your two best receivers. And um, there, there's there's some cause for optimism. It's just a little bit frustrating that it still took uh, basically until the final two drives for the offense to really get going. But at least it got going. Um, and uh, I know Brett Whitefield said Najee Harris looks lighter to him and looks more explosive, yeah. um, which is uh, which is good news. And they're not <laughs> look if you've been holding on to Jalen Warren saying he's going to take this lead job. Everything the Steelers have shown you is that he is not. They yeah. love Najee Harris. They're going to keep using Najee Harris. But Jalen Warren is used enough that you can use him as a flex um independent of Najee Harris Graham yeah you can only got the one catch in this game you know that's that's kind of been the thing with Warren is like he'll get three or four grabs for you but Steelers you know play tight really good game out of the bye Deontay looks back though and and Tom just to echo your point yeah just to echo your point man you know 25 throws from Pickett but eight targets to pick in six to Deontay let's just keep that up just funnel the ball to these two guys they have two awesome matchups coming up next jags and titans both of those perimeter cornerback units are are really really bad so i mean i know it's been rough for deontay obviously picking up the rough you know the hamstring injury you know it's been up and down for pickens too but a little bit of confidence going into two good matchups for both these guys yeah let's uh one other note was uh pat Fryermuth picked up he re-injured yeah, his hamstring before right. the game so it's looking like a lost season for him it's uh yeah pretty frustrating uh year for him and you know he was a guy that a lot of people took you know, eighth, ninth, tenth round in that range. So it's looking like he's just a guy you can drop and uh, move on to something else. Uh, move on, moving on over to the Rams. Play Puka. Uh, what a disappointment for Cooper Cup. But you just got to play both those guys every week. Not a great game for Stafford. Under fifty percent of his completions. Um, and in the backfield, they picked him up and started him. I do this thing. I, I do this thing with Paul when we talk about the guys we picked him up and started him in our skank leagues. Um, okay. the, the Rams literally did that with Daryl Henderson, um, Henderson and Freeman. I think guys, you can both use as kind of a flex going forward. They split the workload. Henderson got more of it. Graham, um, they're going to try, they're going to run the ball guys. They trust Zach Evans, no touches in this game. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think, I think if you, uh, read the tea leaves and you were kind of in tune with what had been going on with this backfield and this team yep. you would have known zach evans was not going to be playing this week uh yeah. I, yeah I mean i hate to be that yep. kind of guy but yeah seriously he, i mean mcveigh said one thing earlier in the week but yeah. all the moves and everything else said another thing and uh, the other thing well, was yeah, daryl henderson and, and zach evans stinks like <laughs> he stinks you know I'll, I'll always just say it like he stinks and you know it, it shows you know royce freeman is 
a Jag. You know, Darrell Henderson was on the XFL and they're st still playing ahead of him. Uh, I want to say Cooper Cup had two egregiously bad drops on, I think, the first and second drive that kind of like ruined the start of his day. Uh, yeah. Just just tough luck that kind of you know, hurt Stafford. One of them would have been an explosive play. Uh, just brutal, but man, Puka, Puka Nakua, oh my God. Uh, he is routing guys up in the outside, running over dudes. I mean, he he's legitimately awesome. He is awesome, Joe. Like top yeah, 10 I'm talent in the NFL, like at receiver already. Like it's McVay's in his bag, scheming him up for sure. Uh, he's getting guys open, but, but Nakua is, is such a baller. Uh, the one other thing I wanted to note uh, in this game, just real quick, uh, on the other side, uh, real quick for the Steelers, uh, Pat Fryermuth, Tom said it uh, on IR, uh, Allen Robinson, Connor Hayward, Najee Harris, all these dudes, like completely out of the offense. Calvin Austin, out of the offense. Yeah. Um, I mean, please, like Pickens and Deontay just going yeah. forward, hammer it's these It's going to funnel dudes. through those guys and through the two like, backs, and that's yeah. <laughs> that should be all, the only four players that touch the ball. That's that's all we want to know. Tom, I, real quick, do you, you watch the game. Did Calvin Austin play at all? Like, is it just Allen uh, Robinson in the slot? He got one care. They tried one. You know, he did yeah. how to get that. Matt Canada jet sweep in there. So you got one yeah, of those. I'm looking at it now. Just 12% of gonna, the snaps for Austin. Yeah, we're going to get yeah. one of those going. Yeah, they're, they're playing Allen Robinson out of the slot. The, Austin's kind of the, the backup on the perimeter. So, uh, yeah, Calvin Austin will get a gimmick touch or two and maybe a deep shot a game, and that's that's it for his role probably moving forward. Let's move to Seattle and Arizona. Seattle, Jackson Smith and Jigbo with DK Metcalf inactive gets the touchdown, but so does Bobo, Tom, are we going to be talking about Bobo, Bobo the clown? Bobo the clown. Uh, are we going to be talking about him on the waiver wire podcast tomorrow? No. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, I, we, mean, I think we uh, fully expect DK Metcalf to be back this week as well. He was right up until a game time decision. Uh, you know, we've kind of seen this. I mean, they, uh, Bobo was playing. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying Bobo. Uh, <laughs> Jackson just Smith and Jigba kind of stayed in his role as kind of the slot guy. And Bobo uh, led Bobo, them in snaps, by the way. Yeah, Bobo has been rotating on the perimeter uh, when Lockett and Metcalf have been banged up at times in game. So uh, really wasn't a, a role change for Jackson Smith and Jigba. Obviously, you're going to get more targets, though, when uh, DK Metcalf is out of the game and he finally showed a, a little bit of that promise in this game and good matchup overall for all the receivers and scores the touchdown in this game. So uh, JSN people finally got a little love here from, yeah. from uh, Geno Smith. Graham, this D Mercado thing is really cheesing oh. me off. <laughs> Chapping your ass a little bit. Yeah. I, like, Joe, I got to say, I was like viscerally mad writing this. Uh, I'm writing him up again last night yeah, like <laughs> for the waiver wire. He, he, like, everybody picks him up. He clearly looked like the best guy in the backfield. He leads him in snaps last week, touches the ball three times, and this week they don't even use Keontae Ingram. What the? Yeah. Like, uh, come on. I, I don't know, man. I have no idea. Jonathan Gannon, I was watching a press conference last week, and Gannon, like, seemed like he was really excited to use, you know, DeMarcado, and I was like, oh, okay, it'll be, like, some sort of 50-50 split. Maybe somebody, you know, gets the hot hand. No, like... And he just didn't play at all. He was a passing down back, and then this week, eighty percent of the snaps. I, I I don't know what to tell you. I mean, James Conner will be back in two games. Yeah, Kyler will be back at some point. The big overarching thing is we need Kyler. Josh Dobbs is his fault. Yeah, he's here. he's. I mean, splattered against his ceiling. <laughs> like, yeah, I, like, I, I don't want to like kick the guy while he's down. But the last three weeks have been have been really rough. Obviously, three tougher matchups: mm -hmm. Bengals, Rams, and Seahawks. Um, but. Yeah, man, I, they, they need Kyler back. 
I guess, you know, it's week eight, man. We, we don't have any teams on a bye. I mean, you know, Demarcado will probably end up being in like the back end of the RB2 rankings for us. But yeah, yeah and then I'm we sorry. I'm sorry if you've been up. if you've been trying to figure out the situation. I just I just want to you know console you. Just listen here. Just it'll be okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but there's not much you can do, man. I mean, it's just brutal. So are we are we getting Kyler back this week, guys? Or no, we... I don't think I don't so. Think I think so. you gotta wait till week uh, nine. Week 10. Was it Schefter who said 10. week 10? I think it'll be week likely. 10. Yeah. yeah. But okay. they're they're slow playing it with them. And I, I mean, they're one and six. They're obviously trying to get that first overall pick or at least second overall pick. So I think they're just and they'll, they'll have an play. opportunity to, to really assess where they're at as a team and say, should we trade Kyler? Which obviously they'd get first round picks for him. Like, I mean, yeah, quarterback. Yeah, well, that was that trade. was my entire point with Kyler and in, in drafting him in best ball. It's like the mm-hmm. Cardinals need to see what they have in him. You know, this is a new staff. Maybe they'll trade him. And mm-hmm. yeah, I still think we're, we're on that same line of logic. It's just going to take a little longer. And I think Dobbs will make at least one more start. The Broncos get a victory. Hey, 19, hey. 19 to 17 here. Uh, I want to start Tom though, with, uh, with the Packers, you know, I liked a lot of what I saw from Jordan love early in the season, but it yeah. has not been pretty recently. No, they don't trust him either. There was, you know, I was watching, you know, intermittently watching it, and there was like some big third down where they had to get like eight or nine yards. I don't even. It was a, a a distance that they needed to get to, and Matt Lafleur, you know, calls basically like a little screen pass to like try to pick. And, you know, just one of those calls when you see it, you're like, oh, that coach has absolutely zero faith that that quarterback can throw it past mm-hmm. the. The, the marker and pick up the first down. It was one of those like kind of white flag type of plays. And uh, when you're seeing that, I mean, 31, 31 attempts for 180 yards, um, any little bit of hope that we saw early in the season, uh, it, it's gone. It's like completely gone and uh, easy matchups against the Broncos and Raiders the last two weeks and uh, just nothing there. Uh, he's still kind of getting it done for fantasy, uh, but it, it just seems like we've talked about Stafford as a positive regret, you know, like love is just it screams to me that he's going to have some negative regression here soon. Uh, living on that high TD rate yeah. and uh, just doesn't seem sustainable at all. So, and, and yeah, a high TD rate that now is uh, a player who's not going to have Christian Watson. Um, okay. Did we get final? Uh, any, well, I any mean, Edwin, then? Edwin seems concerned because it's a, it's a knee that's already surgically repaired. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, like we have to we have to take precedent into account, right? Mm-hmm. If if Christian Watson is dinged up, Christian Watson doesn't play. This is not a guy who plays through injury, and yeah, I, it, 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 he's already looking like a what could have been kind of kind of player. Yeah, and Packers are are notoriously very conservative with injuries, just brutal. Um, you know, this backfield. You know, Aaron Jones comes back, but AJ Dillon gets 15 carries, continues to look a little better too. Uh, oh man, I, I guess you know, if Watson misses extended time, we can go right back to Dobbs as like a wide receiver three. Maybe, uh, yeah. He ca- he, yeah, he caught the touchdown, but I'm with you, Tom. It's going to be like grinding teeth, you know? Yeah, it's, I'm not feeling very optimistic about anybody really in this offense right now. As uh, you know, Aaron Jones, if he's going to be splitting carries with Dylan, Dylan's looked a little bit better. And we uh, getting back to the play calling point, they're this is going to be a yeah. hey. Let's not put love in tough spots. Let's uh, ball control this game and try to pull out tight victories. And uh, that's not the type of offenses that we want to be backing for fantasy. Well, and Tom, you're not you're not trusting E. M. Wilson or S. Torre or B. <laughs> Sims 
You're not t- trusting these guys? Dontavian Wicks. That's a good name, though. Dontavian <laughs> Wicks is one. an awesome name. Samari Tori Tor- is pretty good, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Bronco over to the Broncos. Javante Williams continues to look good and do absolutely nothing for fantasy. <laughs> yeah yeah no he he legitimately looks great like fully healthy he made a cut yesterday guys oh my god I, this one packers defender was sitting to freaking orbit on this one cut he made yeah. uh but yeah he doesn't he, his role sucks like like jaleel mclaughlin will work in uh he's not gonna get all the red zone work and then samaje gets three catches again you know javante obviously got three too but i, I yeah. think for fantasy man he's just like a weak flex and then you just pray that he rips off a long game and gets a touchdown yeah this offense like, i mean he just... got 12 points this week which yeah, yeah. i mean that would have been helpful Woo, that's a, a that's a highlight so far yeah. this season <laughs> that's like yeah that, that's like 40 times what uh, what Bijan robinson got so yeah all right like um ross was eh, he was fine um and they got a victory and Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy were their top two receivers. So at the very least, you know, they cut little Jordan Humphrey, you know, so these Sean Payton scrubs aren't getting into the game as much. At least they didn't hey, in this game. Yeah. But Mim still goes zero, zero uh, real quick. This will take three seconds. I want it on record that Russell Wilson is playing well. We can move on. Okay. All right. Oh, wow. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Kansas City, Kansas City the Chargers, Kansas City wins 31 17. Can we get Brandon Staley out of town? Like, I mean, I've had it with this guy. They play the same game every week. Um, and and look, it, I I kind of get it from the people. Like, the, the, there is a there is an active legion. I mean, it's the NFL. There's a legion of haters for every player. But there is a very active and vocal haters group for Justin Herbert because they hate the way everybody talk. The media talks about him, and and then he comes in and plays the same game against good teams every week. He throws the ball well, and he turns the ball over. Um, what what the hell happened? I, I got to be honest, Graham. I did write this up. I don't need to know what the hell happened with Keenan Allen. Trent McDuffie Her- happened with Keenan Allen. Eh, that I, got- I think Herbert happened. Herbert missed oh, him again this week, man. He missed him on a what? They ran, uh, you remember that? I think it was against Dallas. Yeah, it was and Dallas. He- they did t- two double moves against Deron Bland and had him cooked for touchdowns. And yeah, Herbert yeah, yeah, missed yeah, him yeah. Both times, and he yeah, missed him again bo- this week. Mo- both times, man. And they ran that double move screen. Palmer hangs out on the screen. Allen hits the, the double move. Yeah, he pretends like he's blocking and Allen's wide ass open, and Herbert misses him high again. I, I think some of the criticism on Herbert is, is deserved. The bigger criticism is Brandon Staley, though. This guy is the biggest fake sharp of all time. And it's like your defensive-minded head coach and your defense <laughs> continually gives up 30 points every week. You're obviously not super involved with the offense. You bring in Kellen Moore. So what exactly do you do here? Is you know, Kellen like Moore going to be the head coach of this team shortly? He could be. That's a good call. That's a really good call. Like, man, we would like that. I mean, <laughs> we just saw this Chiefs offense. They couldn't score against the Denver Broncos last week. Yeah. They go out here and just do anything they wanted. Their Marcus Valdez Scantling was on milk cartons, uh, you know, until this game. So Mahomes uh, goes for 424. <laughs> they couldn't score on the Broncos. He could have thrown for <laughs> 600. Like, seriously, huh. if the Chargers kind of kept this game a little tighter, like, he really could have thrown for 600. Uh, Rasheed Rice, by the way, is it? He's the truth. He's, He's gonna be. He's gonna what be fantasy relevant. Uh, 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 let me uh, see. Fifty nine percent. Oh, baby, it's getting up to a full, t- almost to a full. Time. Oh, Tom, you're oh, gonna do man. the Minshew. You're gonna do the Minshew shimmy with that. Woo. Like the, the woo. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, uh, with, I'm sure he'll play like twenty five percent of the snaps next week. But uh, maybe yeah. Andy is finally figuring it out. Get this kid on the field. 
then uh, I mean, the Chiefs are like, that's what we're watching here because we know it's Mahomes. We know it's Pacheco. We know it's Kelsey. And then we're just waiting for Rasheed Rice. I like I'd feel comfortable at this point putting Rasheed Rice in a lineup if I needed him. Like, oh, yeah, I, I'll take I'll take a chief receiver there. Um, Hardman maybe helped them, them unlock a little bit. They actually I mean, they used Hardman like oh he, they had the, he converted a critical third down for. Him. Yeah. <laughs> He had a great punt return. Like, like that when yep. they made that trade, I was like, yeah, like we've talked shit on Miko Hardman for years, but like, especially like his fantasy stands, but like that was a smart trade for them. They weren't getting anything out of, out of Moore and Tony and, and, and Justin I Ross. Jets, I bet the Jets are happy. They're still trotting out Randall Cobb though, ahead of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my. oh, all right. Uh, yeah, uh, Uncle Aaron uh, yep. st- still has them saying, you got to play Randall. I don't care if I'm not in there, you know. <laughs> uh, let's move to Miami and Philadelphia. Philadelphia, 31-17. I said, heading into this game, we're going to learn a lot about the Eagles um, after basically their entire offense was to blame for their loss to the Jets last week. We learned a lot about them. Um, that was a that was a, that, that was a, a, a straight-up character win. Um, they just completely out-physicaled Miami. Um, the defense was phenomenal. Um, and AJ Brown is an all timer and you know, it's hurting Devonte Smith right now. Um, but Yo, what's I it think- like, what's it like to watch Terrell Owens again? Like <laughs> it's pretty, it's I pretty mean- the, the TO year was, was one of the most fun years I ever had as a football fan, but like, that's what this is with AJ Brown and Jalen hurts. Yeah. Like I know uh, the pick six was he shouldn't have thrown that ball on the, on to the blitz. I thought hurts played a really good game. That was uh, legitimately his only bad play. I think yeah. that was the only. Oh, he had the fumble. He had the fumble in the. Yeah, he had the fumble. He, he's turning the ball over way too much. Um, he's got to shore those up. But like, he's he's back to playing good football. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, that was and that game had the chance to go sideways there after that interception, uh, mm-hmm. made it seventeen seventeen, and uh, just two absolutely dominant drives uh, to close out that game. Uh, as Collinsworth, I know you. you Graham, you were hammering against him, but he was making great points uh, whenever you go with the analytics and it, it's successful. Um, I mean, that de- deserves some credit as well. Uh, how long was that drive? It was like a seven or eight minute drive there in the yeah. fourth quarter. Basically, put the, the, the game away. well touchdown, the game well touchdown. Yes, it, game, was, uh, yeah. it was 635 in a 13 play drive. And I mean, that's, that's just demoral- awesome. completely out physical Miami. And, and yeah. there, there's the there's the, the script, right? And, like I said it. Uh, in the mismatch report, it's like, how do you beat Miami's offense? You pressure the quarterback and you get physical. Like that's not, you know, Mike McDaniel's done an amazing job not letting that be the case for Miami. But like when Tua's when Tua is under pressure, quite frankly, Tom, he he's kind of Jared Goffey. Like yeah, I mean, you pressure still, him. he has that pretty ball. He you know he yeah. can throw still throw, but yeah, it, it's it gets a little skittish back there. Uh, they've done a good job getting him out quick, and he's made quick, uh, you know, decisions up to this point. And I uh, kind of got burned by, uh, you know, some of his receivers at the end of that game. Tyreek Hill obviously has been extremely special to this point of the yeah. season, but he drops that touchdown pass late yeah. in the game, which kind of, uh, you know, swung the the that because I think they ended up uh, not converting the fourth down after that uh, third down drop. So, but wasn't that yeah, the, didn't. didn't that also lead into the uh, the the Hertz pick six? So that was kind of a ball don't lie situation. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, Mostert has the you know nine for forty-five womp womp game, but uh, you, you just twenty-one uh, of it on one run. By the way, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, like, like this Eagles is just time, the example obviously. of yeah. This was the 
is the Eagles run defense elite elite game? The answer is yes. The Eagles run defense is elite yeah. elite. Um, and you know, Jordan Davis was was okay last year. He is a man possessed yeah. this year. And then you mix in Jalen Carter. It's uh it's 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 brutal. I yeah. just could not imagine trying to block these. Gotta games. gotta Good watch Lord. Waddle going forward because he probably yeah. had back spasms. Um now he came That's- back into that game, but like man. I don't know what they did. He couldn't walk when he was headed to the locker room. I know. Time. I know. He, he was like barely getting to the freaking locker room. And he comes back out, gets six for 63. Got a good, a good needle game. in the back there. Uh, yeah, you know, loosen yeah. that, that puppy up. <laughs> that Tordal. Uh, that Tordal is a hell of a drug, Joe. I guess the, uh, the one <laughs> takeaway for me is uh, uh, Jeff Wilson's role. Uh, very yeah. minimal in this game. Uh, no carries. It he looked like he catch. was... Yeah, I was going to say, it looked like he was kind of like the hurry up back. Uh, that's kind of how they eased him into it. It was like mostly passing situations. So uh, interesting uh, with Jeff Wilson. We'll see yeah. if that develops at all. But uh, Raheem Mostert, um, what limited carries there were in this offense, uh, they all went to him. So uh, maybe that was the plan the entire time. But uh, Ahmed was at least for mm-hmm. one week here still ahead of Jeff Wilson. All right, guys, this will wrap it up for the Market Report podcast here at FantasyPoints.com. Thanks for tuning in. For Graham Barfield and Tom Brawley, I am Joe Dolan. Check out the Market Report article up at FantasyPoints.com for standard or premium subscribers. You code GRUFIC25, that's G-U-R-R-I-F-I-C, 25, uh, to get 25% off on top of what's already 50% off because the fantasy football season's half over. So we're not charging you full price. Make sure you check out the data suite at FantasyPoints.com as well. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Tom and I will be with you tomorrow to break down the waiver wire. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. 